Hey, hi, hello. It's Lisa. Uh, who the fuck else would it be? Ha <laughs> ha! What's up, everybody? It is Lisa back for another episode of the fuck you mentality. Um, guys, the fucking mentality is actually, it's turning out kind of pretty fucking dope. Um, I feel like I've been reaching some really cool people and I feel like it's, 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 it's sitting with people well, which is fucking awesome. Um, the company is growing. It's, it's honestly, it's kind of weird. I've got to be honest with you. It's been kind of crazy and surreal that an idea that I've had for so long has, actually come to fruition and it's actually turned out to be this really incredible thing and empowering people has been so I don't even know like see like I'm, I'm just rambling I don't even know how to put what I'm thinking into words but what I do know that I want to talk about today is the actual journey it took me to get to California I don't I've never talked about that and it's something that I've been wanting to talk about anyway but I just I feel like I It'd be really cool to shed some light on that because what looked like to the naked eye and to social media was this really glorious, beautiful thing. I mean, there's a couple of hardships, but there actually is a lot more things to this journey than um, what meets the eye. So, so let's get fucking started, dude. Let's get fuck. Let's let's dive into how the fuck I ended up in California from Delaware. Um, okay, let, let's start. So back in 2017, I got this wild hair up my ass and I just, I looked for a sign. I needed something to tell me what is my next step? Where am I going in my life? What am I doing in my life? I just kind of felt lost in the sauce. At seven, at, in 2017, I'd owned my salon for about a year. Yeah, it was about a year. And it was a year and some change because it was in June. Yeah, it was years some change and I loved it and it was a lot of fun. I made a lot of money. You know, I was young. I was 2017. I was 21. And um, I don't know, something in my in my gut was just like, hey, dude, like there's a lot more out there than than, you know, having this little space in Delaware, Dover, Delaware. So I, I, I don't know. Something about California just drew me to it. So I did. I, uh, I canceled everyone on my book for the following week of Thanksgiving and I flew to California. I didn't tell anybody where I was going. I didn't want anyone to know where I was. I just wanted to go and I wanted to be alone. I I love being alone. I, I value my alone time and I, I, I enjoy this space of being alone. And um, that was the first time I'd ever traveled by myself. So the fact that I decided to, uh, you know, jump on a plane and drive 3,000 miles away kind of told me something. Something, like I said, either way, I'm rambling at this point. So I went to California and for some reason it, it just really, it really resonated with me. I came out here and it was, I felt so at ease. I felt like I could be who Lisa wanted to be. And I just remember walking down the streets of Santa Monica and there was a lot of people that were complimenting me, my tattoos, my hair. People were just so fucking nice to me. And I know that you'll get nice people anywhere you go, but something about coming here in the warm air and just every interaction that I had was just positive. I... I don't know. A wild hair just went up my ass and I I had to come out here. This was just the place I needed to be. I can't really explain the feeling. I just know that something told me, you know, Delaware's not it. Your salon's not it. You've just you've got to come out here. So from there, that was 2017, I started really busting my ass. I was working my ass off. I mean, I was working, fuck, like probably like 60, 70 hours a week, 
just, you know, rolling in the dough. And I started flying back and forth to California. And I started, you know, I, I think I came out here like every like three or four months and I'd come out here and I, I just go explore by myself, completely by myself. And I go explore and it just became this really fun thing to do. And I started to really fall in love with California. And in the meantime, I, you know, I was 2017, we're 27, 2018, 2019. Yeah. So of course I was like dating people and like in a relationship and blah, 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 blah. Um, I thought I wanted to bring that person to California and actually me and that person have a matching, have a matching tattoo about California, which is really awkward. But, um, yeah, I, anybody that was with me, like my friends, my family, whoever, I was like, guys, you got to come out to Cali. Like Cali's just so great, you know? But anyway, so 20, 2019 comes around and I was approached by this woman named Kim and it was around Christmas time. It's actually like a couple days before Christmas and this woman walks in and she's this beautiful, uh, beautiful black woman. And I was like, Hey, what's up? Like, how are you? How can I help you? And I'm balls deep in some color, man. I, I didn't have an assistant at the time. And I remember I had a client with roots processing. I was applying roots in a highlight. I had a client in a bowl and I had one of my male clients. His name is Sean. Fucking love that guy. He was sitting on the, on the chair waiting to get his hair cut. So I had four people going at the same time by myself. And she was like, Hey, are you Lisa? And I was like, yeah, what's up? Like, how can I help you? And she's like, Oh, my name is, my name is Kim. And I'm, I'm from Kenra. And I was like, Oh, sick. Like, what's up? Like, what brings you here? Like, I didn't think anything of it. Cause I was fucking busy as hell. I was in the weeds. And, um, she starts talking to me and she's like, yeah, the girls at Cosmoprof, I was driving through the, uh, the girls at Cosmoprof, they recommended me to come here. And I was like, oh, why? Like, why is that? She's like, well, I, uh, I went in there and was wondering where all the Kenra products were. And they said that you always buy them out. I said, yeah, I fucking love this shit. And so this time I'd been exclusively using Kenra about like, uh, I'd say like a year now. So this is 2019. And she starts like, not grilling me, but like kind of really like quizzing me in a way. And she's like, what about this? What about this? What about this? Whatever. And I start like ratting off all these things. And she's like, oh, I'd love to get your information. Like you, you really love Kenra. Like I need to get you on the reward system. It was this whole thing. So I was like, oh, cool. Sick. So I, I didn't think anything of it. Well, a couple of days later, I got an email from her and she said, hey, like I would love to extend the offer of creating or making you become um, a brand educator for Kenra. And I was like, oh shit. Like what the hell does that even mean? So basically an educator for Kenra. And I was like, what, uh, what, like, what is that? You know, like I, I had no idea what the fucking educator was at this point. This is 2019. And she was like, yeah, like, you know, you get to travel around, you get to talk about the brand, you get to, uh, basically teach other styles how to use this brand. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize people could do that. So I applied for the job and it was this, it was a couple weeks of interviews and like videos and all that stuff. Well, you know, come to find out I get the position. And I remember the day that I got the position, I bawled my eyes out. I was beside myself. I just, I didn't think, it's not that I didn't think I was worthy, but I didn't. I didn't think that I was worth any, worth a damn. You know, I'm from this, I'm this little girl from Dover, Delaware, you know, trying to go to California. And, um, I, this, this job opportunity presents itself to me. And at this point, I didn't even realize that Kenra was based out of California. I had no idea at this point. So I started working with the company. It's incredible. I'm, I'm educating. I'm learning so fucking much, dude. And then, uh, you know, about a year into, yeah, 2019, or no, it wasn't even a year. I'd say it was, it was beginning of 2019 was when I got the job. So 
as soon as I got certified and everything I needed to do, it was hitting the ground running. So I really started immersing myself with Kenra. And also, of course, immersing myself with the, the brand behind the chair. So all it took was about like 9, 10, 11 months-ish of me using the brand um, as an educator for me to just really pick it up. So let, let, we'll, we'll leave it at that. So at this point, I'm like, you know what? I think it'd be really dope if I could move to California because they're based out of Cali and work in the part of their full-time team because their full-time team, in order for you to qualify for their full-time, full-time team, you had to live within an hour of LA. So I was like, oh my fucking God, this is my ticket. Like this is, this is what's going to bring me to Cali. So I, you know, I start, I start thinking about this process and then fucking COVID happens. Well, COVID happens and it didn't fucking stop me. I kept going. I wanted to move to California so fucking bad that nothing, and I mean fucking nothing, was going to stop me. Now, let's cut it off right there. Let's take a step back also and talk about the situation that I was in at the time. So I had met a person in 2019 and we started dating and then they had to deploy not long after we started dating. And it was really fucking hard and honestly kind of a little bit traumatic, traumatic, you know, and, and, and for him and both I, but I was in a relationship at this point. So entering 2020, I was still in the relationship and then they came home from deployment and that's when everything started to kind of fall into place. I wanted to move to California. This individual is from, like, he was from California and he wanted to get out of the military and he also wanted to move to California. So I was like, like, this is like, this is match made in heaven. You know, I love California. I want to move there. I have this company that I work with. I can get a job out there. It's going to be so fucking easy, you know? So at this point we're at 2020 and you know, I'm, the things are kind of weird, you know, because we can't really go into the field. We're not educating. We're not doing a whole lot. The whole mask bullshit shit was going on and it was, it was just, it was annoying, but I didn't, I didn't stop. Like my, my game was still on the, my game, my, my game. Wow. <laughs> my eye was still on the prize and I still wanted to move to California to work with Kenra. So we go through 2020 and in October of 2020, I got married. <laughs> Um, no one knows that. Not a single person. Oh, I lied. Not a single person. Nobody knows that. Nobody knew that I got married. Not my family, not my friends. Um, at that time, uh, my spinal injury happened in May of 2020. And by October, I was married because I needed health insurance. And that was that. So I got married and the spinal injury was in its peak. And it was, it was, it was awful. 
So not only was COVID happening and all that shit and this burning passion to come out to California and work with Kenra and all that stuff, um, the spinal injury happened. So that kind of put a, that kind of put a, a damper on things and was definitely made it really difficult for me to stay motivated and to, to feel good and to, you know, to feel worthy of this, this change in my life. But somehow, some way I kept it pushing and God, that is so fucking weird that I'm saying that I got married on a bone, the podcast. Oh God, that's so fucking crazy. Anyway, so here we are, end of 2020, we're entering 2021. Um, the spinal injury wasn't really getting a whole lot better. Um, but then I finally switched doctors and then things started getting better, which was, this was awesome. At this point, like I had like my revelation and I realized that a lot of my diet or a lot of my, yeah, a lot of my dietary habits actually had a really direct effect on the inflammation in my spine, it, whatever. It's this whole thing. Um, we can talk about my spinal injury on a different day, but I really just wanted to talk about my journey to get here and like why I am where I am. So, okay. So we're in the, we're in the beginning of 2021 and the spinal injury is still kind of fucked up. I'm still wanting to go out to Cali. I'm still working with Kenra and we, I don't think we were out back in the field at this point yet. I don't really remember, but either way. It's kind of like a blur between those years because not not a whole lot happened, but when I'd say like February of 2021 is when shit started to make sense. Like this is where like the haze, the fog to get to California started clearing up and the the journey to get here got super clear. So February of 2021 happens and something just clicks and I I don't know if it was just because I was ignoring the universe for God knows how long. And finally the universe just kind of like showed its ass to me. But I had one of the worst flare-ups. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even call it a flare-up. I had one of the, for, one of the worst, like, I'm going to call it a flare-up, flare-up with, with my spine around that time. And so much so at that point, that's when the doctors were like, hey, either you knock it the fuck off or you're going to be paralyzed in a year. And... I was like, oh shit. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, Lise. Like you want to move to Cali. Okay. Um, you have this back injury that is prohibiting you from doing fucking anything. Um, but apparently what you're doing is wrong and you need to take a step back and like reevaluate on like what the fuck you're doing. So I also forgot this part too. Sorry guys. I'm like jumping all over the place in 2020. Also, oh my God, that's weird. Oh my God, I just had a fucking revelation. Holy motherfucking shit. Oh my God, guys, guys, guys. I just had a fucking revelation. Oh my God. Okay, so in October of 2020, I got married. In October of 2020, I expanded and finished finished the expansion of my salon. So in 2020, in October... I expanded my salon because I knew that I wanted to move to California and I wanted to make sure that I, A, I could have still have a place to work if I wanted to come back to Delaware, but I also wanted my clients taken care of and I wanted to create a safe space for clients and my stylists alike to feel free, feel safe, and to have this judge-free uh, zone of getting their hair done. So I dropped about $15,000 
and I reinvested in my business and I expanded it. I did a demo. I bought brand new bowls and chairs and all sorts of fucking shit. Um, so keep that in mind that I expanded the salon in October of 2020. So 2021, sorry, I just, I totally forgot about that little tidbit. Huh? Uh, 2021 happens and like I said that like light bulb kind of just like went off and some of the things that I was ignoring I really needed to kind of take charge so in that moment of despair with my spine um, I don't like feeling bad for myself I don't I don't think it's fair I think you're you're deserving of a little bit of pity but not a whole lot you know so in that time of despair I had to make a decision that was for me and who like what does Lisa want to do you know where is Lisa at mentally you know what is Lisa doing that is causing so much hold up and it started to make sense so I wasn't supposed to be moving to California until March of this year that is when my partner was going to be getting out of the military I don't even like saying husband because, but that's the truth. It was, it's my husband. Um, I was waiting for them to get out of the military and they were going to get out of the military of March of this year. Well, in February, that's like I said, like that moment where my spine like really just was fucking wrecked and you know, life was just haywire. Um, something told me to go sooner. Something told me you need to get out now. You need to go to California now. And I I went for it. I was like, okay, okay. Like this is, this is it. And now here we are, still February, right? So we're going through the, we're going through the, the, the spring and summer months, right? I, I land a place. I, you know, I find a place to live and all is well. Well, let's backtrack. Again, sorry, I keep like going forward, going backwards because I'm missing a lot of details. <laughs> There's so fucking much that took for me to get here. So let me, let me like synopsize this, right? Synopsize. Wow. Summarize this. No, I'm not drunk. I promise you. I'm just really tired. Um, and I, I don't know. Anyway, so 2020, October, got married, expanded the salon. And also when I wanted to come out here because of Kenra, I also wanted to work with, with people that also used Kenra alike. I didn't want to come out here just to be, uh, to work exclusively, like just in Kenra's headquarters. I also wanted to work with a salon, like and be behind the chair. So I interviewed with an individual and I'm going to keep their name off of here for uh, legality's sake, I guess. I, don't even, I mean, I could fucking talk about it, but who fuck cares? Anyway, um, I interviewed with this person who I thought was just a fucking legend, dude, who was just a fucking amazing at hair and life and whatever. Their social media is so enticing. It was just so pretty and the hair photos were just amazing. And the way of life was something that I really wanted. So in November of 2020... I flew out to California to meet with this individual. And now let me just say this too. I'd applied for a position at this at this particular salon and I'd already gotten the job. So I, the reason why I was flying out in November was because I wanted to... Um, I wanted to make sure I had a job before I moved out there. So 
with that, I fly out there. I talk to them. They're, they're wanting to make me a goddamn business partner. It was this whole fucking thing. And I was pumped. I was so fucking excited because this was my dream job. I wanted to work this person so ba- so badly. And it, it was just, it was awesome. And then I flew home and I shot them an email. Sorry if you guys can hear the fucking beamer in the background right now. Um, I flew home. I shot them an email and I was like, hey, oh my gosh, it was so incredible to hang out with you guys and to meet you guys finally. Like, I can't fucking wait to work with you. Like, this is going to be incredible for me and Kenra and also being behind the chair. And I remember, I just, I just remember getting a text. So not an email because I emailed them, but they texted me a week later after that email. And they said, we regret to inform you. Actually, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me pull up this motherfucking text message real quick. Now, mind you, this text was sent to me after I'd already made obligations to come out here. I'd already started allocating time off my schedule. I already started purchasing Airbnbs and places for me to stay here and had already already allocated a couple of thousand dollars for this for this transition. So this is like I said, this is in November of 2020. Um, So I get this I get this text and it says, hi, sweetheart. I've been processing our conversation over the past week. I think you are wonderful and I endure your joyful spirit. My gut is telling me not to move forward with hiring you at this time. I believe that your move to California will bring up other opportunities for you that better suit your circumstances and your individual pursuits as a business owner, entrepreneur, and educator. Thank you for your time, energy, and interest. Please check back in with us when you are fully relocated and full-time in, De- in California and have your Delaware salon resolved. So if you guys were listening, I already had the job. Like I already accepted my offer. And this this was very pivotal for me. This was very, very fucking pivotal for me. Because I had never, it's not not something I've been rejected, because I have, but I'd never been in a position that I already had the job and then was basically made out to be like, I don't know, like very disposable. Because please check back in with us with... Please check back in with us when you are fully relocated full-time in California and have your Delaware salon resolved. So I feel like I felt like my life was being toyed with like a yo-yo. Like it didn't really matter. Like I'd already allocated so much fucking time to this position in my life. Money, time. I'd spent hours, you know, like moving around my schedule and like doing all this shit for it to just like blow up in my face. And to just not be taken seriously. So I texted back and I said, I respect your decision. However, if possible, I would like to know the circumstances that change your position, your decision, sorry. So I could better prepare myself to avoid the same scenario in the future. Because I was fucking hurt, dude. I bawled like a bitch because this person was someone that I look up I looked up to and I just valued so much and I was just enamored by them and the life that they had created but that's the thing it was facetious it was fake I mean the life they created was it's just an appeal it's not real but 
you know, to not even get a goddamn phone call just to get a fucking text message. Like, dude, wait to tell me you don't give a fuck. And this is, this is their response. Now I'm, I'm looking at the, the timestamp and it's November 21st of 2020. Certainly in my humble experience with salon ownership, whether rental or other, you will have a long road ahead of you based off of your goals to train a salon manager and, tra- and transition stylist from commission to rental. Because I was keeping my salon. I had no intention of getting rid of it because I just fucking renovated it and I wanted to keep it because A, revenue and B, because it's mine. This is a large task amongst a large task, um, uh, especially amidst a big move. It may likely present any number of challenges that will undoubtedly divide your focus. I need to be certain that I have the 100% attention and focus of any stylist I hire, train, educate, and build. This is why I encourage you to resolve all of these puzzle pieces before I can move confidently forward. Now, this is this this last sentence is really what fucking just. God, even just reading it, I get so angry. Please try again in the future. We think you are absolutely lovely. Please try again. Like my my, my life is some fucking Pac-Man game. Oh, you lost. Try again. Are you fucking kidding me? Try again? So that whole interaction happened, okay? (laughs) <laughs> this happened in November of 2020. My spine uh, flared up really fucking bad in, in February. Um, yeah, like my spine wasn't necessarily healing and there was just a lot of shit going on around me that was kind of taking my attention away from California. And I was kind of lost, you know, for a while. Like my spine was fucked up. I was married but I wasn't happy. I wasn't happily married. Um, my dream job kind of fell through. Kenra, like I wasn't really educating because of COVID. And it was hard. It was really, it was really, it was hard. It was, it was weird. I, I was like, what? Hold on. I thought I, I, like, I thought I was supposed to be going to California. Like, wait a minute. Like why all of a sudden is this not working? And what, the like turning point was, is yeah, like that, that flare up. And I just had to sit with myself and I really just had to think, you know, what am I doing? That's not making sense. Like, what am I doing that is prohibiting me from, from going forward? All right. So we're painting a picture here. It's February 2021. I don't keep saying this. I keep reverting back to it, but I'm really sorry that I'm kind of jumping over all over the place. This is actually the first time I've ever actually really sat down and like told this story. Um, so yeah, we're February and I got recently fucked over by the salon. My back's fucking on fire. I want to move to Cali. I don't know how. Well, then Morella came and Morella also works with Kenra and I kept seeing her on my feed and I loved her work and I, I loved, I shared her shit all the time and I just, you know, I was, in, um, I can't even talk. Oh my gosh. I, she seemed really cool. She seemed really down to earth and I... I don't know. I just, I reached out to her. Um, actually April 10th, I just looked at my fucking, I found it through my emails. April 10th, I reached out to her and we started, we started talking and I told her my situation, like what had happened, who I got fucked over by 
and what I wanted in life and, you know, why I wanted to work with her and all that stuff. And so she was like, okay, cool. Let's, uh, let's schedule a time where you can come out here and we can actually meet in person and we can talk. So at this point, I like, I made it a point, like Lisa, you have to get healthy, healthy. Like you have to get fucking healthy. Like you want to move to Cali. You want to move, you want to work with this individual. This person's giving you a chance. You want to work with Kenra. Like you've got to get fucking healthy. So I started focusing on myself. I started really kind of diving deep and paying attention to what I was doing. And, um, I was working on my team. I was building my team. I was getting them scheduled or scheduled set up to take my clients. Cause everyone knew I was moving, but I just didn't really know when. Um, so yeah, this is April, May, and then June. So June of 2021, I flew out to Cali for the first time to meet Morella. So I flew out, met her. And at this point, um, my stylists back home were pretty much self-sufficient. And I, (laughs) I flew out, I talked to her and Something said, go next month, move next month. And so I was like, Hey, Morella, actually, I know I said that I was going to start later, but do you mind if I start like basically next month? And she was like, sure. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So that's, that's when I started the two days after I turned 25. And now let me say this too. My goal to move to California was to be 26. I wanted to move to California by the time I turned 26. And you know what I did? You know what I did? I turned 25 and then I moved my happy ass to California two days after the fact. So July 19th was my first day at Rebel Femme with Morella Minnelli. And I remember we were filming and we did some extension stuff and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it's that's where like that whole journey really started. Now, at this point, my marriage was falling apart. And they not they might not they might have a different story, but it was. And I knew that that was one of the things that I had to I had to get out of, I had to let go of because it was prohibiting me from growing. And it was more of a detriment than it was a help. So I started working with her. I flew back and forth from Delaware to California about every two weeks from July to uh, July to um, November. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I did this because I still had my salon. I still wanted to train them. I still want to be there with them as much as possible. I also had weddings and I didn't want to be that piece of shit stylist that was like, Hey, like I'm moving to Cali, like go fuck yourself. You know, like I wanted to actually fulfill my end of the deal with these people. And in that, in that like short four months, July, hold on, July, August, September, October, November. Yeah. And that short, uh, four months, holy shit, did my fucking life change. In that short four months, I started realizing my worth who I was, my value. Um, At this point, I still wanted to work with Kenra and I still wanted to grow with the company. And I started having more and more conversations with the company um, about my move out here. And actually they didn't even know that I was wanting to move out here and that I did move out here. Um, 
and we'll save that conversation for a different day as well. But, um, I, I, I started having conversations with Kenra because I had started the transition. I started moving out here. I landed a spot out here. I had my own apartment. I got rental cars. Like I did the fucking thing. I mean, I think, I think per month I was forking out like two, three, four, I'd say like four to $5,000 a month just in flight and travel. That's not including like my other fucking bills and everything. So in that time period, I was fucking, I was hustling and bustling my ass. Okay. And yeah, I started transitioning. I started coming back and forth here. I started creating content really started teaching me how to do all this crazy shit. My, like my, my career just started fucking exploding out of fucking nowhere. And, and then I didn't want to wait until March. I didn't want to wait until March to come out here because like I said, something had told me, Lisa, you need to go sooner. You need to let go. And so I made that conscious decision at Thanksgiving that I was going to, I was going to drive. I was going to drive across the country with my dog and my stuff and drive by myself across the country to my new home. So I did. And while on that drive, a lot of things kind of happened, kind of um, accrued, kind of opened, like I opened my eyes finally to a lot of the bullshit that I was dealing with, with my marriage quote unquote, I wouldn't even call that shit a marriage, honestly. I don't even fucking know what that was. It was just a blip in my life. Um, but it, I will say this though, I've dealt with a lot of bullshit. Like I've dealt with a lot of fucked up shit. And the, the marriage that I was in was probably one of the most fucked up things I've done to myself. And I'm not trying to be dramatic by any stretch. And I truly, I wish the person happiness genuinely. I, I really hope that they get help. I hope that they, they seek what they need. I hope that they find what makes them happy in life. Because I know I, I did not make them happy. I, I didn't. Because there's, there's no way that you would steal from people that make you happy. There's no way that you would mentally manipulate people that would make you that happy. And there's no way that you would invalidate somebody. Or like, just a lot of things. We're not going to go too deep into that. But at that point... There had been a lot of things taken from me by that point. And there was a there was a, a lot of things taken from me on that trip too. Um, so I entered California in a totally different headspace. I was excited to grow, to persevere, to see how my career was gonna was gonna pan out. And grow with Morella and grow with myself. And it was like that, that driving across the country, okay, by yourself is so fucking humbling because you get to sit with yourself the whole fucking time. And granted, yes, I talked to people, don't get me wrong, but it was so humbling because I was able to actually sit with my emotions and actually sit with my childhood trauma and sit with my marriage trauma and just, and just be with it, you know? And all these things that had been happening to me, you know, I put myself in these situations. You can only take, you know, you can only blame yourself because you're the only person who is in control of your life. I, you know, I did these things to me and I had wanted so badly to move to California, but 
I, you know, I had those, that little bit of downtime because I was just blinded by everything else. But, you know, I don't, I don't beat myself up too hard because, you know, it's just, it's just called life. You know, you take setbacks and whatever, and it's totally normal. But in December, you know, I, I officially moved here. I officially lived here and I started that process of kind of really taking back myself and I, I started, I started healing. I started actually, I created a safe space in my, in my house that I spent many nights crying, many nights sad, many nights, um, alone and really, really lonely, you know? Um, I didn't have any friends. Like, I mean, of course I have friends, you know, my coworkers, but like the, I don't, I don't do the whole coworker friend, you know, Oh, I, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't. Um, yeah, it was very kind of eye-opening and I, but, but there was a lot of beauty in that too, because I was able to actually sit with my spinal injury and continue healing on that journey and really actually starting to heal because I no longer lived in fight or flight. And I was, I was raised in a fight or flight mentality. My marriage was very fight or flight. It was very survival mode all the time. And finally I was at a point in my life where I didn't have to live in survival mode. I could live in California and live the life that I've been wanting to live for God knows how fucking long since 2017. And so let's fast forward. Here I am now. Um, I, uh, it's see earlier, if you guys remember when I was freaking out about October of 2020, um, it happened in the same, like the same month. Well, it just so happens on the same day I officially was divorced and no longer owned my salon at all anymore on the same day. And that was just this past April 30th, which is just a couple days ago, um, that I finally was able to let go of everything that was holding me back. So I just had that realization on this podcast and actually filming this episode. Um, yeah, my divorce decree came in the mail, um, April 30th. And so I'm officially a divorced individual. And that is so fucking crazy to say. Um, Again, I, I, I truly wish this this person happiness and matrimony and what the fuck ever. And the same thing goes with the people that I had in my salon. It's unfortunate the way that things have happened. Um, but I, I know what I'm I know what I deserve and I I poured my blood, sweat, tears, heart, soul, and every fucking ounce of my being into both of those things. My marriage and my salon. I mean, fuck, I had my salon before I was ever married. I had her since I was 19. And I healed a lot in that salon. Like, that was my safe place. That was my safe haven. And I, I love her. I loved her. And she she was awesome. She, she definitely served a purpose. And she helped me build relationships and helped me build my career to where here I am now. And, uh... It's even funnier, too, is I don't even work for Kenra anymore. <laughs> yeah, I moved out to California to work with Kenra, and I don't work with them anymore, which is fucking hilarious. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my whole journey to California. I did it alone. Um, I moved here alone. I financially afforded it alone. 
Um, I, you know, I celebrated myself because at that time I didn't really have anyone in my life besides Morella and like the team here, you know, and they're fantastic here. But, you know, it, you know, I don't want to burden these people with like all my fucking trauma and all my bullshit. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think subconsciously the 20, the 2017 year old me, you know, the 21 year old me knew that I needed to heal from some, I needed to get away because I, I wanted to heal. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like who I was when I was in Delaware, man. Like I fucking hated who I was. I just, I hated everything about it. Like I just would party and drink and fucking be a piece of shit and just be angry. And I I hated being around my family and I, I just was never accepted. I just, no one ever, no one ever just loved me for me, you know? And it's, that's such bullshit, man. Like why, why did it take so, whoops, dropped my mic. Why did it, it's such bullshit that I, I wasn't accepted like that whole time. Like that whole time, like I was met with so much fucking resistance and all I wanted was just, just to be supported. Like that's all I fucking wanted. You know, just a little bit of support from family, a little bit of support from the, from my salon, a little bit of support from my fucking husband and none of them. No, not a, not a fucking single any of them accepted me for me and just fucking supported me, man. And I'm here to tell you that. Yes, 25 has been the hardest fucking year of my life. But goddamn, has it been the most rewarding. It has been so fucking eye-opening. And so healing and, and so enlightening and just so... It's been so fucking good, dude. It's been so good. It's been so just... I don't know, just invigorating. Like, I can't even put a word to it. I've been in therapy... I've made some phenomenal relationships. You know, I have this best friend, Taylor. She's actually been on this podcast before. And she's one of my best fucking friends, man. And she she just fucking, she's just amazing. And Marilla and I, like her and I have this, have this connection that I can't explain to people either. Like Marilla is this individual who, she will give the goddamn shirt off her fucking back to help anybody. Um, and... She's just so selfless, you know, and, and she sees the good, she sees the good in, in you and, you know, and what's, what's really kind of beautiful about Marella is the fact that she saw a skill set in me that I didn't know that I had. And that's being the um, artistic education manager. I've, I created this curriculum before I left to, to teach people how to do what I do. And she saw that, in, like, she saw that, like, managerial side of me. And I didn't, I didn't really think I had, like, I didn't really think I had that, but she saw that in me. And she put me in that role and God, she's, she's put me in these positions where I'm like, do you really, you really think I deserve this? And she's like, fuck yeah, you do. Like, what the hell? You know? And I just love her so much for that. Like she, she's truly like a, a, like a day one, a one homie. Like she's, she's just amazing. And even my, my colleague Yadira, I mean, she's my, she's our other manager. She's like the, she's what I call the head, head honcho manager. She wears the big pants, you know? She does like scheduling and money and all and everything. She's she's really like the glue that keeps it all together. And she she's incredible. Like she's incredible to work with. She's just amazing to to co-lead, to co-lead with, to co-lead this this salon with. And um yeah, I just have this awesome team that is very supportive and is very receptive of, of my life and the, the divorce that I had to go through because that was fucking ugly and dumb. Um and uh yeah, I ended up also meeting someone too that 
turns out to to be the love that I've always wanted and that I've always desired. I've always craved. I've, there's just, I can't even put words to it. It's so special and it's so crazy that like <laughs> I went through a divorce in the same year that I like, I basically met like the love of my life. It's crazy as hell. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my journey to California. That's how I fucking got here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> that was a lot. That was crazy. That was a, that was a wild story. What I told y'all was fake. No, I'm totally fucking kidding you. That was not fucking fake. One stretch. That was, whoo, that was a lot. That was a lot to talk about. That was a, that was a lot to say. I hope that you guys can follow along. I hope that you guys actually found this interesting. Um, I've been through a lot of shit in my life. <laughs> I need, I swear to God, I need to write a book. Cause I, I left out a ton of details and I, I probably will write a book at one point and I'll probably retell this story later on in life, a little bit more detailed when it's not as fresh, you know? Um, but yeah, I hope you guys, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this and understand like my journey to California and why I am where I am and why I am who I am and how important the fuck you mentality is to me because I think it's important to celebrate every step of the way. I was mildly embarrassed to talk about my divorce on social media because it's kind of weird. Um, but it's also a very imperative part of my life. And, you know, it's also important to talk about like relationships, like business relationships. Like I have with Morella, like she's just an amazing human. And it's important. I feel like people, it's important for people to understand that you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay to not do things alone. It's actually, it's way better to do things with people. And now I have, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I, I trust myself enough to do things with people. And I don't think that I would have been able to get to this point if I still stayed in Delaware. And if I still stayed around the people that I was with and my salon and, you know, all that stuff, I, I don't think that I would ever have gotten to the point where I am now. And as hard as it was, and as fucking gut-wrenching and exhausting as all of it was, I'm so thankful that I went through all of that. And then I still continue to go through things like that because it just molds me to who I am now. And that's why I don't give a fuck. I don't fucking care about what I put on social media. You know why? Because I've been burned by so many fucking people that I thought were just day one A1 homies. And just the facade that I was, I was led to, you know, when I flew out to Cali the first time and that all fucking blew up in my face, you know, I'm, I'm done with that. Like the fuck that dude. I didn't, I didn't get to California by being fake. I got to California because I had to do what I needed to do. And I'm real. (laughs) Like this is, I just am who I am. And not a lot of people like that. And I just, I just cannot be fucking bothered. I don't give a fuck. I've been through so much shit in my life. The last thing I want to do is give a fuck. So the, the, the journey to here is a big, 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 actually it is. It is the reason why the fuck you mentality started because at the end of the day, fuck you, I'm doing me.